a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. It was love at first sight. And that is derived from ancient Greece, by the way. And most of you have heard this modern phrase and common experience to now describe this like instant, extreme, and well, hopeful, hopefully long-lasting romantic attraction for a stranger when you're first seeing them. But what is that exactly? Like what is in Cupid's arrow that pierces someone's heart and overwhelms them with desire? What influences attraction? Now here's, I I always like to bring in some research. Researchers have long worked to understand scientific aspects behind attraction. And it's not like just a simple thing, right? There are many factors that determine the spark. But when we're talking about first impression, which often that's where I start, right? All the research points to the fact that we first base our attraction on physical traits. In fact, there is a psychological phenomenon called the halo effect. I love this. So if you haven't heard what this is, it's a cognitive bias that occurs when an initial positive judgment about a person unconsciously affects the perception of the individual as a whole and their attractiveness. So when you're forming a first impression on someone, that initial hit is is something that you're looking at in ways of a physical feature that makes that person appealing. So it could be like that person, if they're attractive, you also associate that person being more interesting, more funny, ambitious, like regardless if they are or they're not, just by the way that they look. So people who are considered physically attractive tend to be rated higher on positive traits as well. This is why I work from the outside in, you know, and this is why I'm a big believer in working on your wardrobe and getting your body language dialed in, your energy, your first impressions, all that stuff, because how you market yourself is what initially influences attraction. But that's where it just starts, obviously. I mean, and as a therapist, you all know that I believe in the deeper stuff too. Attractiveness is much more than what just meets the eye and perceptions can be changed. Uh, When I work with clients, I have them do this chemistry analysis on each date to look beyond the shiny object of the physical attraction. And I actually believe there are four domains when it comes to chemistry. You have physical chemistry, which I just went over. There's intellectual chemistry. There's spiritual chemistry. And the most important in in my mind is the emotional chemistry. Emotional attraction is when you're attracted to someone for their mind, their soul. You spend time together. You have like really connected conversations. You share values, beliefs. There's like this feeling that you're getting from one another and you get emotionally attached when you find someone who meets your needs for that intimacy, companionship, validation, all that stuff. So, you know, partners who are emotionally attached in a healthy way actually feel safe and they feel comfortable and they're happy. 
And all of that is so important when it comes to like the long-term relationship. That's why I do a lot of work with emotional IQ and developing ways to express feelings by doing the storytelling, the personal shares, vulnerability, all the stuff that I talk often on this podcast about. And I believe, in fact, that the more emotionally connected you are with somebody, you they actually will become more physically attractive in your mind, because that, again, is something that can almost override all the other types of chemistry. Um, there was a woman, and just to give you an example that I was working with, and I, I'll never forget this. Is, I might have even told the story before, but it highlights what we're talking about today. She had a pattern of attracting narcissists in her life. And when I had her do the chemistry analysis, I won't go into the details of it, but you have to kind of rate each area. She realized that all her partners, when she first met them, were really high on the physical and really low on the emotional. So I said, well, we got to break that pattern. There is a habit here where you keep getting caught with a shiny object, but yet they're nowhere when it comes to the emotional connection. So I had her practice like having conversations with guys she wasn't that attracted to. She was kind of kicking and screaming, but she was doing it. And then, of course, one day, she beats this guy online who she was having amazing conversations with. Like he was funny. She loved the way she felt when she was having the conversations. Like everything that this guy provided for her was something she never had in any of her relationships. Well, then came to the point where he wanted to meet her. And she said, Kimmy, I can't do it. I said, what do you mean you can't do it? You've been having these great conversations. She's like, I'm just not attracted to him. And I said, well, your type isn't working for you. So you need to do this even just as an exercise. So she went on a date. She came back and she said that was the best date she has ever had. And in fact, he got cuter as the night went on. That guy ended up being her boyfriend and he turned out to be a great guy. And she broke her pattern of a narcissist. He definitely wasn't a narcissist. So understanding the psychology of attraction can help up your dating game for sure. And with me today is a very cool guy who has dialed in a formula for attraction, more in business, but it's definitely can help you in love to help you influence attraction in even more unique ways. He is an author and international speaker. This guy believes in solving problems and taking complex topics and making sense out of them. He started his first business at 16 and since graduating from law school, he has founded 44 companies. Unbelievable. He's the founder of Mind Types and the Partner Attraction Formula, a cutting program to attract ideal clients and partners using brain biology and limbic messaging. This is so cool. He has written 19 books, hosted his own television show, and created dozens of online programs on success and prosperity. He is a frequent speaker at top internet marketing conferences where I have had the pleasure of meeting him, a facilitator for high-level CEO masterminds and devoted to helping others reach their highest potential. And he's a new friend, Ridgely Goldsboro. Hello. Hello, Dolly. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. This is I, I was I was excited for this conversation because I love what you're doing and just you you've been around the block and and honestly like i know we've talked just like in in like our personal lives and we've been at conferences and stuff but i really don't know your like full backstory so i i would love to just hear more of how you kind of 
got into all this stuff, but where you're landing now with this like attraction formula. Well, so I'm a psychologically unemployable serial <laughs> entrepreneur. And of that big bunch of companies that I've started, I just love to share with people that the reality of all those dozens of companies is that two or three were quite successful, four or five were moderately successful, and the rest were highly educational. I learned a lot more from all the ones that failed, which was a lot of them. And so that sets you on a certain journey, right? Okay, what do we do next? What do we learn from this? I'm a big believer in failing one's way forward as fast as possible and then getting up again because when you're lying in a gutter, you got two choices. You can stay there or you can gaze at the stars for a minute and say, hmm, let me get back on my feet and see what I can do here. So my background is super bizarre, um, but it led me to this space of, serial entrepreneurship and I don't even understand any other way. Wow. Wait, I want to touch on that thing called failure as you were as you call it like when you fall on your face cuz I think it relates to a lot of what I want to talk about today with even just attraction cuz I have so many people who come to me with just failed experiences in dating and love. And that even includes being able to attract the partner that they want or being able to put themselves out there in ways of flirting. Like you said, you don't know any other way. Like that's what kind of like pushes you and makes you thrive. Like what helps you get back up? You know, like when you're knocked down in the rink, get back up. Like what helps you do that? Cause I think it's hard for a lot of people. A poor memory and an underdeveloped sense of fear. Okay, please explain. (laughs) (laughs) As an entrepreneur, I seem to forget that that thing failed. And I don't seem to be all that scared of trying something new. So it's like, get up, move forward, try something again, and forget about it. And I know that sounds easy, but for me, it's like... I have to almost rein it in sometimes, Kimmy, like, oh, no. I said to my brother the other day, I said to him, he's a very successful entrepreneur also, retired at this point, sold his company, and now he's kind of bored. And I said to him, I said, dude, I swear, I really think this is my last company. And you know what he did? (laughs) He He just cracked up laughing. I'm like, really, man, that's really, you're just rude, okay, bro? Just say it. But yeah, for me, it's, it's a, I I'm super curious, just Uh, super curious about stuff. And I just want, I just want to know. And and I have that, that, well, what if this, and what if we did that? And what if we tried this and talking about partner attraction and, and the, my current company partner attraction formula. And it was literally, I was sitting in the Charlotte airport on my way to Europe And I'm watching a video by a brilliant, brilliant man named Jay Abraham. And Jay's talking about a strategy of preeminence. And I thought to myself, okay, everything that I do in my my current company is a strategy of preeminence, but the name of it is just not that. It doesn't sound like that. So what is it about this thing that I do, this messaging that we create to help attract better partners that is you know wait that's what we do we attract better partners 
So why don't we just call this what it is, the partner attraction formula? And one of my partners, best partner said to me, he said, well, don't you think that might get confused with a dating program? I said, I hope so, because that's exactly what it is. It's dating for business. And it is exactly the same as dating in life. You want somebody who's trustworthy, who's in a win-win, who's going to help you overcome stuff, who's into long-term commitments that you can count on, that's got your back. All of that is the same, whether it's in business or in dating in life. And the process is the same too. You have to show up and you have to be available and you have to put something out there. And oh, by the way, if there's some form of possible connection that that ensues from that, you have to set up what's coming next. Are we going to breakfast, lunch, dinner, something to take the relationship to the next level? And I find it remarkable. And here's one of the things that I love to say when I talk about this. I say, you ever been burned in a personal relationship? Mm. Sucks, right? You ever been burned in a business relationship? Sucks, right? It's the same. It's the same exact situation. You sit there going, oh, man, this is terrible. In, in, in personal life, obviously, you fall apart, melt down, call your friends, do whatever. In business, you spend the next 10 years talking about that situation at the coffee pot or the water machine or whatever. Yeah. Just saying. It's... it. it... There's a lot of layers in what you were saying, and I, I want to kind of pull back the layers. And and starting with that notion of curiosity, I really like that. And it's funny because I I tell clients all the time, like you know, people who are scared of failure, or you know, they get in their head, even like with approach, like a guy approaching a girl. And, and I love the notion of curiosity because it's like being a kid. Like if you look at kids who are four or five years old, they don't have filters yet. You know, they just go up to someone and say, hi, what are you doing? Can I play? But like what, what happens as we get older is that life happens and we've had other failures or we've had bad things happen. And so we, we kind of get our guards up and filter ourselves. And what you're saying is so true. Like, I think the first step is to really embrace failure as ways of experience and something that you can learn and grow from, and then just get really curious of what's next. And, you know, I think that's really helpful to to get started. So, and then the next thing that you touched upon was, you know, just even the attraction factor and what attracts you in business also attracts in love. Like, and you and I talked about this on your podcast, like it's, it is one of the same. Um, in the attraction formula, is there like a step that people actually do? Do you want to explain a little bit more about where people get started with that? hundred percent. So I believe that today, one of the biggest currencies, the top currency that plays and makes a massive difference is authenticity. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is the new currency. Yeah. And Here's the thing that I think people don't quite understand. Let's just suppose that you're authentic. And yet you don't know how to express that. Guess what? Nobody knows. Sorry, they just don't. Mm. So it's not even enough to be genuine and real and all of that. You have to be good at expressing 
who you are. Who are you, really? Who is your genuine, authentic self? Because unless you do, they don't know. So if it's in business, if people don't know who you are and what you stand for, they're not going to connect with you and trust you. If they don't trust you, they're not going to buy from you. It ain't going to work. Guess what? Same thing in a personal life, right? If somebody can't experience you in some kind of authentic, genuine way, because you have the ability to put that out there, hence the nature of a lot of your work, Kimmy, then it doesn't matter. They're not going to find that person or attract that person because the person doesn't see the person that they are to be attracted to. Doesn't work. So oh for me, God. so true. For me, a lot of what we teach in business is how can you as an organization, enterprise, company, business, whatever that may be, really reveal who you are, what you stand for, and what you believe first so that you establish that connection, that trust feeling through authentic communication. And then people decide, are they the right fit or not? And if they're the right fit, then they buy from you. It's not even complicated. It doesn't even have to be difficult. What we have to become great at is expressing who we are and what we stand for. That's beautiful. And for those of you listening, like that's, this is exactly like just related to dating, like what you just said, how that shows up is that after a first date or a first encounter, you kind of leave that conversation and you say, well, there just wasn't any chemistry. I just didn't feel it. Like people will use those words. And usually what happens is exactly what you're saying is that there was a disconnect. There was a lack of authenticity and connection. And it's usually derived from a lack of feeling and emotion triggers that was created through that conversation. And I don't know if that's something that's in your program, but I think that that's huge because I'll hear clients all the time like, oh, I felt like an interview. Like people are just spewing back and forth like, like Q&A. It's like a Q&A session, you know, and it's a bunch of facts, but it's not a bunch of feelings. And feelings are, to me, is what creates that authenticity. So I'd love for you to touch upon that too, like in your, because I, I think you do work like that in your program, right? Yeah. You know, so there's a lot to, to share there because I am a big geek. And I, last year, to add to my collection, <laughs> I went and got a <laughs> master's degree in education and value creating citizenship. In other words, where do the boundaries end? Where do they start? From DePaul University. And a lot of it was all about dialogic exchange. Mm. And what is dialogic exchange? And can you, do you know how to listen to people, to deeply listen, to pay attention, to not be simply waiting? for the other person to stop talking, but rather to know that this conversation that you and I are having right now is a co-creative process that's in real time and it's never happening again. Not this one, there may be others, but this particular moment is a moment of magic that is shared between us right now. And if we pay attention and are open to, I don't know what's coming next from you. I don't know. I don't either, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get to have this moment of creation that is really lovely and magical. And I think that what people don't understand is how does the biology of the brain work? So of the books that I've written, five of them were on brain biology. 
And when you look at the neocortex or thinking brain, that's responsible for a bunch of words, benefits, features, language. Okay, great. We understand each other because of the thinking brain. But feelings and emotions come from the limbic brain, right? They come, the emotional brain is at the heart of the thinking brain. So wait a second. If we're trying to establish some kind of a connection, then we have to connect with that emotional brain or the limbic brain biologically in order to create that connection. And it can't be done just by words because words come from the neocortex or thinking brain. There's a big paradigm uh, there that has to shift around. So how do we get to that space of connecting with the limbic brain? You have to find language that is invitational, language that is, hey, let me share with what I believe, and let's see if you believe what I believe. Well, I really believe in long-term relationships. Do you, Kimmy? Um, I do, if that's kind of the time that I'm in. Because if I'm not in the space of wanting a long-term relationship, then I'm looking for something different. I believe in spontaneity. How about you? I totally believe in spontaneity and playfulness on top of it. I believe in having fun. And you know what? You deserve to have fun, don't you think? I so deserve to have fun, and I always have fun. <laughs> I always have my cat ears ready to go. <laughs> and and you know, because fun matters, right? Yes. Yes. So guess what? So that was four limbic messages in a row. I'm glad right. you demonstrated that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because fun matters. You deserve to have a, all those are limbic messages. Mm -hmm. All those are messages that cause you, in this case, or anyone experience the, those messages to go like this. That's right. I do deserve to have fun. That's right. Fun does matter. That's right. I do believe in spontaneity. Internally, you're nodding your head. Yes. The process is inducing a yes state. If the belief is common and synchronized, if it's not, the person's just going to back away. But being good at that, expressing who you are in a limbic way creates an invitation an invitation into a shared space. You believe, we believe in spontaneity. Yes, we do. That's right. That Kimmy, she's my kind of people. That Ridgely dude, he believes in that too. Okay, good. Now we got some common ground that just was established because I threw it out there as a message. If it resonates with you, then suddenly the process begins. If it doesn't, we're not the right fit. Ciao. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And I can see how that could apply to a date too. So sure. for you listening, like take notes because that is something that even you can practice, you know, using those, say those, those things fun. What else did you say? Well, it's all about how you express it. Okay. So they're, they're the three easiest ways to create limbic messaging mm -hmm. or mes messaging that express your true self, your core, mm -hmm. got to be authentic, it's got to be real, is we believe statements, we believe in spontaneity. Because something matters. Because having fun matters. Because great dialogues matter. Because the environment matters, uh, whatever. And the final one is you deserve. You deserve to have a great time. You deserve colorful clothes. You deserve whatever. And all three of those are invitations into a belief. If I say you deserve colorful clothes, 
you're like, that's right. I surely do. <laughs> and I have to, and I'm going to get some more, as a matter of fact. Right? Suddenly, there's a, a relationship building right there that is real if it's the right fit. I have a friend who only wears black. Period. End of story. All year long, one day a year, Valentine's, she wears red. That's it. But that's her jam. If I were to say, you deserve colorful clothes, she'd be like, whatever. Like, right. wouldn't you? And by the way, she's super fun, super great, highly successful CEO in Houston, Texas, but she just wears black. It's her thing. Go figure. If I were to say that to her, it wouldn't resonate at all. And therefore, that would not be the right fit for that message. That's really cool because there's a joining that's happening with those statements. You know, the the way that you're using the words like we and you deserve because you're like kind of joining them and that like, and, and that's a really like interesting angle, you know, like, and I can see even in a conversation on a date, how you can incorporate that in a very fun way, by the way. And so it's different as you're doing like a webinar in, in business using those statements than you would like in interpersonal type of conversation. Right. But still it's your delivery of it too, that I think also matters. Right. Oh, and it can be so effective and soft and people don't even know it's happening. You just don't even recognize it. Like I just, did them rapid fire with you. And like, by the time I'm finished, he just did that to me, didn't he? Yeah, he just did that. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I can say on a webinar with complete authenticity, why do you need this product? Because your voice matters. Your gift matters. You deserve to have your product, your voice out there in the world, and this can help you. So go get it. And it's 100% genuine. Right. Okay. I, can we do a little role playing? Sure. <laughs> can I, I just to demo. Okay. So let's pretend that we're on a date. I know you're married, but we're just pretending. Um, and I want you to use that system as like we were first meeting for the first time. And then like we can kind of demonstrate how that plays out. Cause again, it's going to be a different delivery than what you just said in a webinar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Okay, so tell me exactly what you want me to do. Okay, so we're at dinner and we're mm-hmm. meeting for the first time and we met online. You know a little bit of information. You don't know a lot and you're first getting to know me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to say, hi, it's nice to meet you in person. And then like, we'll just kind of take the conversation to where it goes. But then let's see how you incorporate that system. Yeah, no, it's great to meet you too. Kimmy, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, no, I was really excited to meet you. I we definitely had a great conversation. So now I see you in the flesh. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm a person that uh, I really believe that great conversations matter. Oh my gosh, me too. That's so. That conversations are really important to me. I mean, it's great to just like get to know you and what you're about, but it's the stuff back and forth that matters to me a lot too. Yeah, I'm a big believer that uh, in the conversation uh, together, we can co-create, we can make space amazing. And I believe that whole dialogue process makes a huge difference. Ooh, I like the idea of co-creating. So what would that look like? What we're doing right now, 
You're talking to me in this interaction. You deserve someone who listens to you, pays attention to you, and actually has something to say as a contribution to whatever that is. And I really believe that. Oh, I love that. I love a guy who listens. That's really rare. Yeah. (laughs) And see. (laughs) listening matters. Oh, my God. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. No, I could totally see. And, and and it was very natural the way that you were incorporating it. Yeah, for sure. And natural because it's real. I wasn't doing yeah. anything. It's not me. No. Have I practiced it? Am I polished? Sure. It's my job. Right. I do it for others. But it's very authentic. It's like, hey, this yeah. is legit. Well, and I think that's a really good distinction because you might be listening to this and say, oh, well, that's so rehearsed, but the formula is rehearsed, but the content is not. And that's authentically you, right? Because there there could be things that you extract that would be different than what you said matters. So that's where the authenticity comes in is what you're saying that matters and, and what you're wanting your partner, you know, and what that person wants and and all that jazz. So I think it's really like, I think this is something that people could really use in the ways of their conversation. I love that. Think about it because insert whatever you want matters. Now it's formulaic and now it's a hundred percent yours. All I did was put two words on the front and the back. Ah, Does quiet conversations matter? You mentioned the environment. I'm a big believer in that because the environment really matters. Mm. because keeping the beach clean matters because getting out in the sun matters because all of those are just invitations into a belief. Super easy. They're genuinely authentic to whoever inserts what matters to them into that formula. Right. And we are warm blooded mammals and we travel in packs. It's not complicated. Yeah. Well, and what I also love and as the receiver, as it was being done to me, there was an emotional response that was happening. And that's what's so cool about hitting on the values of people and what matters is that emotional trigger, which I can see how that could create attraction in to people who, where it does matter, (laughs) you know, like where, where it is connected. So. Yeah. And it, 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 the, the thing that makes this so beautiful is it's invitational, not manipulative. Let me invite you into this thought. Does it resonate? Great. We take our relationship a little further. It doesn't. We're moving in a different direction. Okay. Here's what I love. I love the answer yes. I'm also okay with the answer no. Maybe it's just a pain in the ass. Mm. When it comes to relationships. Nice. I'd rather rather be moving forward or stepping away one way or the other and it because i don't think it's that complicated i i very blessed i pretty much never have a bad meeting never why because i show up in full authentic genuine not sometimes not most of the time all the time now can i put on a smile if i need to of course if you're trained you can do that but i'm still me and i'm not showing up as anybody else nor do I want to, like ever. Mm. I love this. This is <laughs> awesome. Are there any mistakes that people make when when you see people trying this or doing this? 
Yeah, here's the biggest one, and it's completely counterintuitive. Let me be attractive by trying to tell you what I think you want to hear. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> As opposed to let me become really good at being genuine and authentic so that we can discover together whether there's some common ground here worth pursuing. In other words, oh, let me speak to my avatar. No. Mm -hmm. Counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Become great at expressing who you are so that you attract to you those who believe what you believe. Way better situation. And so different. That's a really good distinction, too, because I think people would mix that up. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Are there any other ones that you see? I think that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one because it's like, oh, well, let me rehearse what I'm going to say. Let me practice mm -hmm. what I'm going to let me because I'm going to judge that situation and I'm going to throw this one out there and see what I can. No, you want a really great relationship. Become an expert at you. Mm -hmm. Who are you? How genuine can you be? How open can you be? And trust that the result will happen when you do that, that the right people will be like, wow, she gets me. I appreciate her. I feel good when I'm around her. I want more of that. You said something really important just now that I want to, you know, hit upon. And that is knowing yourself. Because it's hard to get to know someone else if you really don't know who you are and you're so used to like shape-shifting into something that you know others want of you. And it's a totally different kind of connection and actually creates a lot of lopsided relationships, to be honest, because you're not showing up as your authentic self. But that would be like a great place to start. It is really like, what is it that you are about? What are your core values? What do you stand for? Who are you in the world? And what is it that you're trying to get? Because if you're trying to do something in ways, and this is what a lot of people who I work with struggle with, people pleasing, doing things that other people want of them, and all their focus is on other people, it creates a lot of conflict, passive aggression, and again, like disconnected relationships. So I love that you said that. That's really, really important before doing any of this to really know who you are. Yeah, for sure. I think it's critical. Uh, it critical for two reasons. One, for yourself, and two, for the others that you are trying to attract, whether that's in business or in personal life. For both. You don't know you. How are you going to express you? Other than some randomness that happens that, oh, good luck. It's kind of like, well, let me see. Let me just take these dice and roll the dice with my happiness today. We'll see what happens. <laughs> right. Not a believer, right. not a fan. Yeah, and it isn't about the line. People say all the time, Kimmy, tell me a line that I can do when I first meet someone. I'm like, no, I won't tell you a line because it, it comes across as not genuine. It's it, We all smell it. We can feel it when somebody is doing a line on us. So and it's the same in business or in life. It's exactly the same. It doesn't matter. That authenticity, that genuineness plays in both areas, both ways. If you're not being that way, you're going to show up that way personally and in business. If you are, you're going to show up that way personally and in business. Yep. Yep. And that, and then that is what you will attract. 
you know, disgruntled customers, toxic relationships, you know, like that, that it all matters. Um, well, it's interesting how this conversation kind of formed because, you know, we were starting with attraction, but really what I'm getting from this is that when you're authentic, it creates an emotional kind of attraction and trigger into people. And that's really the attraction factor, you know? And so, Maybe like I know I'm looking at the time. It always goes so fast with us. What is this? Is great. Um, where could people like get started with all this? I know you have some things coming up and um, resources for people, and maybe just kind of like you know help people. I'll give you a link on their way. You'll give me a link. link. Give you a link. That way, you just click on it and make it easy on themselves. And what are they clicking on? What are they, where are they starting? Well, I can, I can send them to partner attraction formula and they can go check it out. And although yes, our primary focus is on business. Everything we do relates to both everything. Mm -hmm. It's about attracting the right partners. By the way, that's Internal partners, your team members, external partners, your clients, life partners, the people that you want to spend your time with. It's all the same. And it works for all of them. Originally, thank you so much. This is a great conversation. Any last parting words of wisdom that you want to share? A smile is a little curve that sets a lot of things straight. So when you see someone who needs a smile, give them yours. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Rajali. <laughs> we'll have to have you back. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Those of you listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, kimmyseltzer.com. And if you feel like you are not attracting what you want, or anyone for that matter, <laughs> hop on a call to map out a plan for creating chemistry and love in your life. And make sure you click on that link to get Ridgely's goodies, because that is only going to help. And just click the link you see in the show notes to schedule that call with me. And one call could change the entire course of your life. Remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. Mm-hmm.